Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another Markham's episode. I'm Hayden Prestige. I head up the design and delivery team for Markham, based in Napier, New Zealand. Beautiful Hawke's Bay, mostly sunny red wine right on the coast. So pleased to be here today and it's great to have you all listening. Like most businesses, Markham has clearly defined values, you know, set of values that we live by and breathe by, which is really summed up in our acronym Be Sure, B-E-S-U-R-E. But we'd like to have a closer look at that and really look at values and value, personal values, but business values and and challenge. Um, is our team really living its values? So we've brought on Mike Clark today. He's he's uh, expert facilitator and comes from Syncrite in Palmerston North. It's his own business. Mike's a very dynamic, strategic facilitator, um, brilliant trainer and motivational speaker. So welcome board, Mike. Good to have you on board and tell us a bit about yourself and your background. Marvellous. Thanks so much, Hayden. Um, been immigrated from Zimbabwe in 2004. So a lovely quote by Mark Twain once that said, find a job you enjoy and you'll never work a day in your life. And I thought, crumbs. I've done production management, sales, marketing, also telemarketing, all sorts of different things. But what do I enjoy that much? I discovered I love training. And so I spent the last decade plus um, doing this and helping people, which is what gives me my buzz. Fantastic. I love that. Absolutely. And I think I'm totally on board with that. You've got to enjoy what you do. And really, that is part of your values. If you're not enjoying that, what's the point in having values for a start? But um, invisible strength is, is this topic of these episodes. And really, values do have an invisible strength, don't they? And I'm, I was a bit challenged by a recent post you put out, challenging us, you know, um, are your team's values just an expensive wallpaper? And I thought that, that's a good question. And can you share us some thoughts on that? Absolutely. So um, values really came to the fore after Jim Collins wrote his book, Good to Great. And he went and analyzed companies that he had defined as great. So he had some strict criteria on what made you a great company. And he revealed that companies that were great had this consistent theme that they had values. And what I saw happen was after the book, there was this massive proliferation where all companies were like, oh, yay, we've discovered the silver bullet. And we just need to snap up some values up on the wall and we're all done and dusted. We're going to be a great company. And so and that's where my, my comment came from, is that people go and invest a huge amount of money, often with a consultant. They go print these glossy bits of paper. And, and then I'd go in and work with the team. I'd go, what are your values? And they look at me and they go, um, yeah, we got some of those. And they're on the back of the toilet door or wherever it was that they were. And, and so they knew where the picture was, but not what they were. So they weren't living it. And therefore, that's why I call it expensive wallpaper. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, we've been, we've probably all been there. We've sat down in a boardroom. We've come up with these things. You know, we want to be this. We want to be that. But, um, but how, how do we really make them stick? How do we make the the values that we come up with stick or, or have enough buy-in to be part of them. How do you see that? So for me, the, the companies that I work with who I've seen do this well, and they are very clear on their values. So the, the business owners and come up with the values and they go, this is what is important to us. We are not going to um, negotiate on this. These are a must live by. And they're the core values. They're three to five core values that they live by. And then when they employ people, they actually say to them at the employment stage, these are our three to five core values. If you do not align with that, please do not join us because every meeting we have, we will talk about the core values. When you have your one-on-one -on -one reviews, we'll talk about the core values. If you happen to get disciplined, you'll be disciplined in line with the core values. And so you live, eat, and breathe them. So before you hire someone, you tell them what it is. 
once you've hired them, you then live your value. So when you have a meeting, I often say to people, if you do a stand-up toolbox meeting, a great way of doing it is to catch people living the value. So I might go, hey, I just want to do a, a shout-out for Hayden. You know, I saw Hayden, and they go, then go and mention a value that they saw you living. And so one, I've got to know what the values are. Two, I've got to know what they look like. And three, I'm catching team members living it and living it myself. And so um, I found that that's what makes them stick, is when people know them, understand what they look like and they live them yeah i love that and understand the actions that make that you know or achieve that value right and rewarding on those actions you know i'm going to reward you because of this letter e is enjoy your role you i can see you're doing well good on you and and make that public to the rest of the team yeah i love that and um and that and i like what you said about uh, bringing them into every meeting, every review might be performance reviews, might be start of a sales meeting. You know, here's our values, how we proceed, how we go against these. Is it? And we can almost have. Um, I mean, you've got to have your company values, but you can almost have your team values within that country. You know, your sales team might. You know, I'm thinking of like Navy SEALs. You know, never leave a man behind. Those sort of things. You can almost create that in your own circles as well. Is there anything that you've seen in all your time that um, defines a good set of values? And what, what have you seen in that sector? So, so for me, the, um, the book that really helped give me absolute clarity on this was a book called The Advantage by Patrick Lencioni. And he um, said that um, when he went into companies, much like myself, he saw this, these values everywhere. And what he realized is that there were three layers of values. And, and, and what happened, people get mixed up with them. You see, there's the core values. They are non-negotiable. Um, if somebody breaks one of those or, you know, they, they would leave the team. Or, you know, if there was a big contract, but in order to get it, you have to compromise one of your values, you just wouldn't do it. So those are core, they're non-negotiable, and, and, and everybody knows them, lives them, breathes them. Then he had what he called aspirational values. So these are values which we really aspire to, we really want to get to them, but we're not quite there yet. So they're still important to us, but we're not as good as we want to be in that. So if I was to come along and work alongside you, there'll be core values that you live. And whether I looked at you at home or at work, you would be doing that. And then there's other stuff which is important to you, but you're not quite there yet. You go, this matters, but I'm not that standard yet. I'm not there yet, but it's still important. And then there's what he called the rights to play values. So, you know, if you join an accounting firm and they went, right, our core values are accuracy and honesty, you're going to look at them and go, you're an accountant. Like, duh, you kind of got to have those if you want to be an accountant. And so for me, one of the things that's vitally important is being clear on what is a right to play value. In other words, you need to kind of have that if you wanted to be on this team. The aspirational value is like, this is really important to us, but we don't do it all the time, but we wish we did. And the core values, which is absolutely categorically non-negotiable. And, and that has to happen all the time. So for us, we've got um, our four core values. And, you know, the, the top one is trust. You know, clients trust us incredibly with, with information. And, and we trust them to take action because we've got a triple guarantee on all the work we do. And, and so we've really clearly defined what that looks like what the actions are that people are displaying when they do that. And that is a categorical non-negotiable. And, and so that's when we start to look at it from that angle um, and being very clear on what is a core value, what's an aspirational value, and what's a right to play value, I found that that's really helped teams to go, oh, great, and actually start to separate them and go, 
this is non-negotiable, that we're striving for, that's a given. Yeah, that's brilliant. And they're really like your founding principles. You probably, you know, you lived very from them from day one and that's what built your business and that's what you're sticking by. No, that's really good. I mean, to be, to be able to, like we were saying earlier, to be able to hire and fire on those on those principles, that that's that's what really means it's a good true value, isn't it? Absolutely. That's driving the business. So no, appreciate that. And so if if we have got values in place, if the listeners got some values in place, how can you help to maybe analyze if they're still right and reassess and maybe refine? What's a, some good thoughts around that? What's some good processes? And so one of the key things is to ask your team, do they know what the values are? And, and so if the team knows the values, there's a good chance you're living it. And then you can check with the team, are we living the values? So do you know what the values are? Are we living them? And do you see anything else as a team that you believe we value more than what our stated values are? And, and quite often that's quite challenging for people because they go, well, this is obviously more important to you than that. And you can sit down and go, well, why do you say that? Is that true? Is that valid? And maybe we've gone slightly off course and we need to come back on course or maybe we need to change that. But you made a comment beforehand, when you found a business, in essence, the business owners, the founders are normally very clear on your values. And your values don't tend to change um, as you go through. Um, what I find is actually more important is if once you're clear on your values, is to then be clear on what it looks like inside your business. And I think the All Blacks did this incredibly well. They've got what they call their 15 principles. You know, so they talk about... Um, you know, sweep the shed. So one of their core values is humility. And what does that look like? And they got very clear on that. They're called sweep the sheds. You know, when they ask Steve Hansen, what do you mean by sweep the sheds? He goes, you never, no one is too big or too important to sweep the shed. And so at the end of an international game of rugby, you know, I often say to people, what do you think the changing room looks like? And people go, oh, there'll be a mess. And they go, yeah, there will be, but not for the All Blacks because no one cleans up after an All Black. And so they leave their rooms clean, whether you're the captain or whether you're the guy running the oranges out, everybody cleans up. And so that is what the value looks like. Getting clear on that is really helpful for people. Yeah, and, and, and the leaders of the group being able to share that, what that looks like within it. I mean, it doesn't all have to come from the owners down, does it? No. But, you know, people taking responsibility and sharing and, and talking about the values within those meetings and inter-team meetings, those sort of things is fantastic. Now, I appreciate your input into this topic. It's good. It's a really good topic. You know, are we are we really living our values? So I guess um, a lot of people listening now will probably be wondering how to reach out to you. You've got a lot more content that we can um, sort and, you know, resources that we can that we can lever off. So what's some good ways they can reach out to you, get in touch with you, Mike? Oh, fabulous. Thank you. So um, email me at mike at thinkright, that's T-H-I-N-K-R-I-G-H-T dot co dot N-Z or our website, www.thinkrights.co.nz. Either of those will be great, and we'll be back in touch if anyone's got any questions or queries. Yeah, fantastic. Well, otherwise, um, if you know any contacts of Markham, come back to us, we'll point you there as well. But um, no, I love the topic, you know, about values, are we living them? And really, it's, it's about growth, it's about personal growth, it's about um, fueling what, what we need to move forward. And really, thank you all for coming on board, all the listeners, Love to welcome any feedback as always, any um, for Michael, myself, or Markham, or any, any, any topic. But, Mike, you got anything before we wrap up? 
And I think the last thing is that if your teams are living your values, you'll know it because they'll sort of hold each other to account. You'll hear, you'll hear the language in a team going, hey, we don't do stuff like that around here. And that's when you know your team's actually living your values. So listen to what's happening around you in your business. And when people are using your values to hold each other to account, hold each other aligned, then you know you've got it right and you've absolutely nailed it. Yeah, fantastic. Because actually, um, I was reviewing an email for one of, the, one of my team a bit earlier and I noticed they put some words in there that we use in our, in our um, values. It's about solutions focused and unified team. And this was in a, it wasn't a pitch as such, but it was in a project um, proposal. And, and I thought, that's brilliant. They're actually taking on, you know, where our approach. And so, yeah, appreciate that. Good thoughts. So thanks all for coming on. Um, keen to take suggestions for uh, extra topics that might come up, might be performance topics, it might be topics about design and the concrete industry or, or concrete pain points, durability, those sort of things. But in the meantime, have a great day, great evening, whatever time you listen to this, and we'll catch up on the next one. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thanks a lot.